host Tolu. Um, good to have you with me. Um, welcome to another episode. Um, game week 25 in the books. Um, an exciting game week. Um, first double game week of the three sets back to back. Actually, second one. So obviously, we had a back to back game week before this one in game week 24. There's a double game week in 25. And obviously, 26 coming up is also another double game week. One of the biggest ones of the season so far. There are actually so many players available to play double game weeks. Now it's just ridiculous. But quickly, we'll look through game week 25 and then we will come back to game week 26. Um, first game of the game week, Wolves 1, Leeds 0. Um, unfortunate to see Bamford not score. I think he had a goal chalked off offside. I think it was offside by a knee or something like that. Of course, it is accurately adjudged to be offside. But I feel like VAR now just makes everything just, you have to be so accurately onside. It's just so unfortunate. But anyways, Bamford, um, first goal was chalked off. And then, of course, unfortunate for Melier, who had um, Triore's shots come off the bat and off him into the net. Um, just unfortunate there. But um, good to see Wolves again with a clean sheet. One of the best defensive teams recently, especially over the last four or five games. Um, and as I said already in the previous podcast, Wolves are a good defensive unit currently. Um Interesting things that have happened. Of course, Leeds are still not the best defensive units. And of course, they're letting it go. But they actually played much better at the Wolves game. And of course, there's a second game to come. And we'll discuss that when we get there. Next game of the game week, Southampton won, Chelsea won. Southampton was the other team of the double game week in this game week. Um, Minamino with a goal. He got nine points in this game um, due to a goal and obviously bonus points. And then of course, Mount with another goal as well for Chelsea. He took the penalty. So that was one to watch there. Um, Chelsea being one of the better defensive units, conceding was quite unfortunate. But again, um, it's, you know, Chelsea just defensively are one of the more solid teams going forward. Um, Burnley nil, West Brom nil. Burnley also, also um, has been a good unit for a long, long time. And now it's starting to show off and pay off. They've actually now um, escaped the bottom five in terms of um, goals conceded. And now they're still trending upwards in terms of defense. So they're one of the more better, the better defensive teams. Earlier in the season, they weren't as good from a stats perspective. Obviously, we know they played defensively solid. But the stats weren't showing them. And I think they had played a bunch of stronger teams. And now that they're playing teams that are in their ballpark, it's starting to show. Obviously, West Brom being one of them. Quick to note, Deanne, who is the striker for West Brom, is actually one of, from a stats underlying performance perspective, he's actually one of the more the better performing strikers at 6.0. Deanne for West Brom. Now, unfortunately, obviously, he's not been able to score as frequently. But... Um, he's essentially getting the chances and we anticipate that someday that could translate to points. Um, I doubt people will take a point on him, but with the likes of Antonio at 6.4, I believe, um, Bamford at 6.8 and a couple of other players who are um, around that ballpark. Um, I, just to correct myself, Bamford is now 6.9. Um, so I was just corrected myself uh, on that one, 6.9. And then Antonio is 6.5 as well. So all of them have risen by 0.1 um, according to my notes. So at six, compared to the others, it could be worth a punt. But obviously in a double game where you're trying to maximize points, there may be other options. But just to quickly note the stats and what they say about West Brom. Liverpool, nil, Everton, two. This is the first time, I believe, since the 90s where Everton have won at Anfield. It's been that long since Everton have won at Anfield that is just 
to show how bad Liverpool are currently. I think they are also tied for worst, if not um, from an XG perspective, with Southampton for worst defense in the league currently over the last four games. Liverpool just been all over the place. They haven't won at home now, I, feel, I believe for the fourth game in a row or something like that. It's just unraveling in Liverpool's defense currently. Also, quick thing to mention, Alisson's dad did pass away, so we wish, um, you know, Alisson, Becker, all the condolences in the world. Um, it's a tough time. We wish him all the best with his family. But that's it. The defense is just not there. Um, goals from Sigurdsson and Richarlison. This is also Richarlison's second goal back to back. So he scored in the game week um, in game week twenty four, and now he scored again in game week twenty five. With a double game week to come, I'm wondering if he's worth taking a punt. Um, he seems to have turned his form at seven point nine. He might be worth it. But even though at 7.9, he's a differential player, I still think, um, you know, Dominic Calvert-Lewin at 7.7 is the better value. Um, once Calvert-Lewin comes back in, he's going to start, play the striking role. And Richarlison's two goals back-to-back were in the games where he played strike. So now Ancelotti has a decision to make. Do you stick with Richarlison, who's still scoring in the striking position? Or do you play them both, move Richarlison out wide and play um, Calvert-Lewin as your number nine? Um, interesting one to know. Quickly to mention with Dominic Calvert-Lewin, he got an assist despite coming off the bench. So um, Calvert-Lewin is still among the points whenever he is on the field. On to the next game of the game week. Fulham won Sheffield nil. Goals from Adimola Lukman. Um, of course, he's been threatening for a long time uh, to score, but this is his first goal since game week 19 in the double game week where he scored against Manchester United. He hasn't scored since and also blanked every time since. So that was 11 points at Sheffield. Um, and then obviously um, Sheffield, no goals uh, on the other side. And I believe the there was no assist on that one, if I remember correctly. Um, and then Aina, of course, in defense, collected two bonus points. So that's all Aina with eight points quickly. Like I mentioned last game week, this is now, uh, he's got 11 and nine. And I remember when I said this in the last podcast, he got 20 points in that game week, the double game week for Fulham. Um, obviously assist at Everton that came with two bonus points and a goal at Burnley that came with one bonus point. Now again at the Sheffield game, he's got two bonus points. So that's bonus points in the last um, three games, obviously in the last two game weeks, because he was in double game week 24. So Ola Aina, someone to watch from the Fulham side at 4.5. He plays Crystal Palace and Tottenham. Crystal Palace is currently the bluntest offense in the league over the last five games. They play without Zaha, but obviously I will get to the Crystal Palace game shortly. But again, Crystal Palace have now shown that they don't necessarily need a lot of goals to score. And sometimes luck can be on your side in fantasy. But as you know, that is just the fantasy way things go. Um, you can have the bluntest defense and still find a way to score one or in Crystal Palace's case two. But we'll get to that shortly. West Ham 2, Spurs 1. Spurs still don't look up to it. But quick to note, Bale is now in among the points once again. He got an assist despite playing only half the game. Um, he also had, um, I believe he scored the game before this one where uh, in the Europa League for Spurs. So Bale starting to, you know, pick up his form and fitness. So someone to watch um, alongside Kane and Heung-Min Son. It'd be interesting to see if he can suddenly... Um, you know, start banging in goals. It would be a wonderful pickup towards the end of the season at 9.3 if he continues this form. Also to note, Bamidele Ali is also 
um, starting to seem like he's coming back, starting to seem like, you know, beginning to begin kind of thing. Um, but yeah, that's Dele Ali also, but he's currently not featuring heavily in the Premier League. But used to some of the things I saw in the game um, in the Europa League, he could, you know, pose an interesting challenge for Jose Mourinho. On the West Ham side, of course, Lingard. Lingard is the guy um, just, I think he's only blanked once in the four games he's played for West, Bro- West Ham now blanked one time so since he's come into the team at Aston Villa two goals he blanked at Fulham Sheffield one assist Tottenham with a goal and three bonus points each time he scored so Lingard seems like a good pickup at 5.9 now of course they do not have a double game week in 27 so that could be a deterrent and they also play Manchester City so that would be a huge deterrent to getting just Lingard but against Leeds it could prove an excellent punt Jesse Lingard at 5.9. Of course, Antonio again in among the goals. Uh, no surprises there. Of course, once you bench Antonio, then he decides to score. First goal again since uh, game week 19. But of course, he's had three assists in between. So um, Antonio owners would certainly be happy to get some returns and having him. Of course, like I've already said, Massey um, City do play West Ham next. So you may want to hold off your West Ham purchases until the game week after Besides, there are double game week players to have, so no need to look at West Ham. On to the next game week. Uh, Also, on the Spurs side, quickly before I move on to the next game, uh, Spurs do play a double game week next week. So you may want to resurrect your Spurs assets, even though they disappointed at West Ham. West Ham is one of the best defenses in the league currently. Um, So I'm not really surprised by West Ham's performance. But um, that said, Spurs are playing Burnley and Fulham next game week. So that could prove exciting for owners of Harry Kane. And Hyung Min Son. Aston Villa 1, Leicester 2. Goals from Madison and Harvey Barnes. Um, Madison did seem to get injured towards the end of the game and came off. He is currently listed as of the time of recording for having a hip injury. So he may not play in the double game week or he could miss one of them. Uh, of course, I've not had the time to listen to press conferences yet. But again, um, James Madison could be out for Leicester. He was been ex- he's been in excellent form. I think he's only blanked twice in the last eight or something of that nature. Um, he's had points, quite frankly, every other time. Um, back-to-back games with a goal. So nine points against Aston Villa, eight at Liverpool. Blanked at Wolves, but then obviously 11 points at Fulham, five at Leeds, another blank at e- Everton, but then eight Chelsea, nine Southampton, 10 Newcastle. So in excellent, excellent form. Um, Sucks to see him go down with an injury. He's also leading the expected assist stat currently for Leicester. So um, James Madison would be a huge miss. I think they also missed him in the Europa League game. They lost today 0-2. And I cannot remember their opponents anymore on the top of my mind. But Leicester is one to watch. Harvey Barnes will be an excellent replacement at 6.9. He's also in excellent form. Double digit hauls in back-to-back games. So Aston Villa, a goal and an assist, enough for three bonus points. At Liverpool, a goal and an assist, enough for two bonus points. So Harvey Barnes, 6.9, excellent value and an excellent replacement for James Madison if you are looking to move on due to his injury. Um, He plays Arsenal and Burnley next. So Harvey Barnes, excellent pickup if you are going to replace James Madison. On the other side as well, um, Aston Villa, Jack Grealish is injured, so he may not make the double game week he's not expected to, but uh, I would not be surprised if, you know, by science miracles, he's available to play for Aston Villa. They play in the next game week, Leeds and Sheffield. So keeping a 
or, or one or two um one or two uh Aston Villa assets could be helpful, especially in defense. Leeds obviously will be the one to try to score, but Sheffield also look blunt. So Aston Villa in defense will be excellent. Um and if they get Jack Grealish back, then Watkins and Jack Grealish will be great value against those two teams. Leeds, of course, as we know, are not here to defend. Arsenal nil, Manchester City won. Another goal from Raheem Sterling. One of the better players who somehow doesn't find a way to haul in games. He will score just the one and that's the end for him. Seems like he just needs the one goal or one assist and he's done for the night. I don't understand why he's just not as explosive as he can be, but he is quite reliable. Um, In the last five game weeks, he's got eight at Arsenal, one at Everton, obviously, um, and then six at Tottenham for getting an assist, a goal at Liverpool, a goal at Burnley. So in the last five games, excellent, excellent value. Keep in mind in game week 24, where there was a blank or at least the one point at Everton, he actually played a double game week against um, Tottenham. So he got seven points. So from a game week perspective, eight points, seven points, eight points, eight points. So Raheem Sterling at 11.6, reliably dropping at least six on a steady basis. That is Raheem Sterling. He plays West Ham and Wolves next. I don't expect there to be a lot of goals again, but Manchester City are the um, most offensive team and the best from an XG perspective, best from a scoring perspective in the Premier League. Currently, they are on a roll of games. They have not lost, I believe, in the last uh, 12 games or something like that, something ridiculous. And so Manchester City are running away with it and Raheem Sterling is going to get in and among the goals, I think. Um, Gundogan as well, also available. Um, good to see him back and available and fresh. Um, you know, um, in the double game week, we hope he will play both games. Also good to see when I watched the game that uh, Gundogan was still trying to get um, in an attacking role, even though Kevin De Bruyne played that game. Of course, Kevin De Bruyne didn't finish, but, um, you know, they obviously are going to try to protect their best player. But Gundogan was available and he played that game. So hopefully we see the good form of Gundogan continue. Manchester Manchester United 3 Newcastle 1 the inevi- the inevitable I should say the inevitable Bruno Fernandes points FC dropping them points on a steady basis at 11.6 excellent excellent value 12 points against Newcastle so uh, if we look back at Bruno Fernandes he's got 12 at Newcastle 9 at West Brom 7 at Everton 17 at Southampton just dropping the points on a steady. Um, of course, Manchester United's best player. And now that they're playing Chelsea and Crystal Palace, I suspect he will be heavily, heavily captained just due to the amount of points he has dropped consistently. And also quick to note, Crystal Palace are one of the worst defenses in the Premier League. Um, I'm just about to get to their game. But of course, they play Chelsea, which is one of the better teams in the Premier League. But as you know, when two big teams play each other, defensive stats do not really matter. Chelsea away um, compared to Man U. Um, I think Bruno is one of the best players away point blank period in the Premier League. So playing two away games back to back almost will suit Bruno's playing style and the way he gets points. I think he's only blank one uh, one away game all season, but I think it's not changed to um, one blank, obviously, at Arsenal. Uh, just to remind everybody where the blanks were, uh, one blank at Arsenal, and I believe that is it. No other blanks all season that I can remember. Uh, Bruno Fernandes, wonderful. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, one blank at Arsenal, one blank at Sheffield. That's it. That is it. Point blank across the season. Two blanks all season. Away. Finish. 
the rest of the time, points. So points FC playing two away games. You never know. The FPL girls can just get angry that I've discovered that now. Um, Rashford as well with another goal and an assist in this one too at 9.6. Also good value. But the problem with Rashford is you just never know when the haul is going to come. Um, you know, he has he just the way Rashford plays. Um, but he could be good value if you're going into a double game week and you want to catch up um, in the late season or you want to put some distance between you and everybody else in your mini league. Brighton won Crystal Palace Two. This is the game I couldn't wait to talk about. I watched this game and I was super, super disappointed. Of course, Brighton are still one of the better defensive units currently, just based on form and the stats they've produced. Crystal Palace had two shots the entire game. And I want to make sure I'm saying this correctly. Crystal Palace had two shots in the game. Just two. All game. And with both of them, they scored. That was it. One from Mateta, one from Christian Beteke. And that was it. That was enough to win the game. Two chances, the end. <laughs> How many shots did Brighton have, on the other hand? 25. 25. I, unbelievable. I watched the game. Brighton were just the better team. Like, literally the ultimate smash and grab game. Crystal Palace had two chances. Scored with both. Brighton, all game pressure and everything on their side, nothing. Wow, what a waste. What a waste. But again, um, I do have Brighton defenders and I will still back them going forward. But man, um, unreal, unreal. Uh, go from Veltman, who is a defender in FBL at 4.3. Um, just showing that, quite frankly, Brighton defenders are still doing the business. Dunk is also another one. Of course, he did not get any points in this game. But um, Dunk has also done quite well. So Veltman, obviously, with an assist, um, with a goal at Crystal Palace, enough for seven points. And he had the clean sheet in the last game at Aston Villa at eight. So if you're looking for someone that's just going to be bench fodder, um, Veltman is good. You could just leave him rooted to the bench at 4.3. And then maybe later on, um, you may just want to start him just out of random, you know, randomness when there's a game where you're just like, huh? Brighton will keep a clean sheet. Sure. They play um, West Brom next, um, but they do not have a double game week. So that may be a deterrent. But West Brom is not expected to be a high scoring team. So Brighton with their excellent defensive performances should do better. Hopefully maybe, um, you know, Deanne may also just come ahead and do the same Crystal Palace thing where he just scores one chance, one goal. You never know. Leeds three to run out the season, uh, run out the game week. Leeds three, Southampton nil. Goals from Dallas, Bamford, and Rafinha. I remember saying in the last podcast as well that Dallas would be an excellent, excellent captain because of his out-of-position play, and he's also a defender. I also remember talking about how um, if he gets a clean sheet, it ends up being four bonus points because obviously Leeds do not play to defend. So Dallas, in the process of trying to score as a regular midfielder, ended up scoring, which he should as a midfielder, and for the fact that he's classified as a defender, ended up getting clean sheet points which obviously improved him to a game week total of 17 points. So Captain Dallas, for those who listened, was excellent, excellent. At 5.0, he's still good value. Um, he also avoids a blank in game week 29, which is going to be a huge blank for a bunch of teams. Um, he avoids that against Fulham. So if you do not have Dallas, you can still consider getting him later. Um, but yeah, Dallas at 5.0, a midfielder, is classified as a defender and attacking midfielder for that matter. Uh, on the Southampton side, just so woeful um, and still now clearly the worst defense 
um, from a stat perspective. So let's quickly look at those stats quickly just to mention as we've gotten into it with um, Southampton. When we look at these stats, what they tell us is that currently, just overall on the season, of course, the best defense overall is Man City and the worst overall is Sheffield just from... Um, you know, an expected goals perspective. Actually, uh, I'm wrong. Let me let me correct myself. The worst team expected goals against all season, West Brom, followed by Leeds all season. Now, obviously, when you look at things like that, you know how people are trending. You expect over the last four or five games, things will change. Um, and that's where you obviously look at form. So we look at, um, you know, starts from uh, February the 6th. So the last three game weeks, three, four-ish for those teams that had double game weeks. And currently, the worst defensive team defensive team in since February the 6th is actually Liverpool. This is just over the last three games from a stat perspective is Liverpool um, followed by Crystal Palace, Everton, Newcastle and Southampton. So that's the top five for worst defensive units from an expected goals perspective, just expected to concede from teams that have actually conceded the worst five Liverpool at nine. And now this is without um, the trouncing from Southampton against Manchester United. This is without this Liverpool and Southampton are tied for worst defenses currently based on form over the last three, four games, followed by Everton, Newcastle and Crystal Palace. So again, if we attack those five in terms of teams that are just defensively horrible, it could be helpful. Now, again, we do anticipate that Liverpool could do better, but there is no evidence that they're doing any better. Um, and teams that shouldn't be beating them are beating them and scoring above everything else. Obviously, to flip it, the best defensive units uh, over the last five Chelsea, so the last three, sorry. Chelsea, Brighton, Manchester United, West Brom, and Manchester City. So it seems West Brom are starting to pick up in terms of their defensive output. Now, again, that's just expected to concede. Their actual, um, the actual five with the best defenses over the last three, four games, West Ham, Fulham, Wolves, and uh, Wolves, Chelsea, and Manchester City to round our top five. So you've got your best defenses, your worst five. How do we attack them going forward? Um, in terms of obviously game week 26, a lot of teams have double game weeks. So let's just quickly look at the teams that have double game weeks in game week 26. We've got Manchester City, Wolves, Burnley, Leicester, Sheffield United, Aston Villa, Crystal Palace, Man United, Fulham, Spurs, West Brom, Everton, Liverpool, and Chelsea way too many teams this is an excellent game week to have your bench boost ready to roll um i think there'll be games back to back and a lot of teams who you know will keep their players and will replay them so burnley for example is one of them um you know that obviously if 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 burnley was available then obviously you would be able to play double um game week players but aston villa instead um is actually a better is a version of burnley where the teams do not rotate Right, Aston Villa do not rotate their players. They hardly do. Even El Ghazi, who had excellent form, just got benched the moment Barkley was back. So unless there's an injury, players with Mike um, Dean Smith will play. So you know Aston Villa is set and solid. So you've got your Martinez of the world. You've got your target or Matty Cash. Um, and then, of course, Jack Grealish, if he becomes available, and Ollie Watkins. You know those guys will play both games back to back. But I do want to make a quick case for Bertrand Traore. Um, Traore could end up being excellent value in Aston Villa. But just quick to mention, um, in terms of teams with the best double game week, just from um, defensive standpoint, uh, sorry, from a attacking standpoint, Everton, they play Southampton. Southampton is currently, as we already said, the worst defense, but they also play West Brom. Keep in mind that the reason why West Brom is um, better on 
on the defensive stats is who they've played in the last couple of games. So West Brom have played, um, let's give me a second here. West Brom have played Burnley. And of course, they're not expected to um, score. Burnley is not expected to score. They've played Manu who scored one one goal, which was shocking. But again, it's Manu. They played Tottenham as well, who are just haphazard currently. Um, but they still considered two to Tottenham. And then they considered two to Sheffield. So part of the reason why their stats are just really good is just because of the Tottenham game, um, the Manu game, and the Burnley game. So the Burnley game just obviously highly inflates their defensive position. But um, West Brom, just quite frankly, are still, in my mind, the worst defensive team overall for the season. So um, Everton could take advantage fully, fully. Um, so Everton with the best defensive team, um, with the best um, defensive they play. So Richarlison, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, uh, excellent. Um, on the Spurs side, they play Fulham and Burnley, one of the two better defensive units. But you know that Kane and Son are playing together. Kane actually plays quite well against Burnley. Um, but you never know, um, Son can come and see, have something to say about it. Um, so those are the two teams with the best defense, with the best um, attacking opportunities in the double game week. But that's still to be said with Manu who play Crystal Palace. If Manu play Crystal Palace alone, it was a good, it's a good game week to Captain Bruno just for playing Crystal Palace alone. Playing Crystal Palace alone, but they also get the added benefits of playing Chelsea. Now my worry is um, Ole could rest Bruno for the Crystal Palace game. See, keeping in mind that he played him in the Europa game today. So um, a little concerned by that. I was hoping they would wrap and save Bruno, but they didn't. They played him today, took him off, and then he's now going to play Chelsea and Crystal Palace back-to-back. I feel like he's going to get rested in one of them and brought on later. Uh, but since he's the talisman, I fully expect he will play through them, but which, will, which one will he start and finish? Um, of course, we've got um, Chelsea, uh, the worst of the two. They play Liverpool and Manchester United. Um, quick thing to mention, Liverpool is the worst defense. So even though on paper, Liverpool-Chelsea should be a tough game or a cagey game, should be, Liverpool's defense is still the worst over the last three, four games. So is it possible that Chelsea could have something to say at Anfield as well to continue this bad run for Liverpool at home? It'd be interesting to watch. It'd be interesting. Liverpool plays Sheffield away and then Chelsea at home. I reckon Liverpool will lose again to Chelsea at home. And Liverpool's barren run at home is just going to continue. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? Would We would never have thought it. 2021 and 2020, what a year. And obviously, to round out in terms of captaincy choices, of course, you've got Salah. Salah at any given point can just score a penalty. Um, Sheffield looks like a good game for him. Just again, based on the Sheffield game alone, I would pick Salah for that. Um, if not, but um, he also plays Chelsea, um, you know, the history with Salah and Chelsea. So, um, yeah. So in terms of captaincy choices, you've got Salah, Bruno, obviously the regular um, choices, but to contend, you've got Calvert-Lewin, you've got Richarlison as an option. And of course, you could also play your Manchester City defenders um, because they play the double at West Ham and also Wolves. West Ham obviously being a really good informed team. I don't think they have enough to score at City who are at home in both games. Etihad is just not not there in my mind. Anyways, with that, I wish you all the best in game week 26. Um, it'll be an interesting one to see uh, the next double game week. I know there's a double game week again in 27, uh, I believe for Manchester City again or something like that. Yeah, Manchester City play Southampton and Manchester United back to back. So City with double game weeks back to back. It'll be interesting to watch. I'm curious. I know Pep will rotate. It's going to be scary. 
going to be a hell of a game. I think maybe a Diaz and a Stones could play through all four, could, but I think he's going to save them just to keep them fresh. Um, so fully expect some rotations with Manchester City where possible. And the rest of the team, the double game weeks, good luck with them and good luck with captain's choice. I do want to mention, if you do not have your bench boost, also still a good game with the triple captain. Um, just before we go. And with that, good luck. All the best in game with 26. And we'll see you in game with 27.